Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I am Nate Jones. And I'm Christoph Newman. Each week, we discuss a software design problem and how we might solve it using functional principles and the Clojure programming language. So, Christoph, what's up next this week? Well, where we left off last time is we were going through a log file, looking at our mysterious error 357, code 357, right? <laughs> the, right. The, the, the error message that just made sense to the person who wrote it. And probably and not we even had a, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the time, written. <laughs> For a few days, even past the time, written. <laughs> And so, so we, we were uh, going back and forth with the dev team, and the dev team wasn't so sure this was an issue, but our, our DevOps spidey sense was tingling, <laughs> and we wanted to characterize it. So we, we took a bunch of the log file off the server, fired up our closure REPL, funneled, funneled the log lines through there, and uh, we parsed them out using a regex. And uh, had had our nifty little system of pairing a regex with a, a a handler block, right? So if it matches, it goes through the handler block to transform it into uh, structured data. Yeah, and then it really would let us expand it in the future so that we can detect other log lines. Um, and it, it did it in such a way that it was really easy to understand. I think so. That was a good yeah. place to start. Yeah, and so so all is well and good. Uh, we're 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 running the log through there, and lo and behold, uh, we we just notice like it's running slower and slower. <laughs> You're oh, collecting yeah. this data, and um, and you, of course, of course, you know we're gonna like compile this with Grawl VM into a single binary and go run it on the production server. Right. This is uh this isn't the ten thousand person tech company, right? This is the four person tech company. <laughs> Where we can use new technologies in the in the same decade they're created. Yes. <laughs> and uh lo and behold, it uh tries to open the seven gig log file because uh some nameless person forgot to turn on log rotation. <laughs> Someone who is no longer on the DevOps team. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that Let's just say that their trial period didn't work out. Oh. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, it crashes. Kaboom. Right? Because we were slurping in the whole file and then we were splitting it. Maybe yeah. maybe not the best implementation strategy. It was certainly one that worked well for our 10,000 log line uh, sample. Um, but but we're going to need a, a, a better, a better, we're going to need another Timmy, need a better engine. <laughs> Yeah. And the one we have. Yeah. So what do you think we should do? Well, I think we should get lazy. I think we should. <laughs> Work harder by getting lazier? <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Uh, well, you know, I, there's lots of th- people that talk about how in closure you can be lazy. So uh, I think lazy, we, let's, let's stab some lazy on it. Let's, let's see if we can be lazy with this, with this problem. Oh, that's not just like a criticism of the community or the cl- development practices. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I am, Closure I'm, where the lazy people go. <laughs> right. Actually, I think that's Haskell. Haskell's lazy too. <laughs> you heard it here. Lazy was uh, Haskell was lazy before before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's get lazy. So let's let's process these log lines in a lazy way. Yeah, I like that idea. Well, so each, so look- each yeah each each log line kind of stands on its own. So we can all the information we need to know at least for this problem is contained within each log line, and so we can we should be able to process the log lines one at a time, and be able to 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 to, to answer the questions we need without having to log to process all of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I like to think of lazy as 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 kind of uh, the difference between um, you know push versus pull, right? It's like if I hand you a giant basket of work to do, it's like oh here's a huge bucket, you know, uh, get all this work done. Versus like you're you're working on something, and as you as you need a little bit more to do, you walk over and you kind of gather it, you know. Yeah, uh, a true. little a little at a time, you know. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the two ways of parsing XML documents from years and years ago. You know, you could either get handed a tree of the entire file, or you could do the, you know, the SACS processing, where it would like, here's an element, here's an element, here's a start, here's an end, here's a start, here's some body, here's you know, it, can, it would give you little chunks at a time, and you kind of had to, you could be more efficient at, at handling big XML documents. Um, but in the, in the sense right. that was, that was lazy back then, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So la- lazy has been around for a while, but the idea is the thing doing the work needs a little bit more to work on. And so, so it pulls it in. Right. And, and the programming language helps with this because then the programming language gives us an abstraction so that we don't actually have to see the IO happening right where we're doing our computation. You know, so so basically, like, let's say we're doing a map across a lazy sequence, mm-hmm. then then e, that function's going to get run for every element. But when it needs another element, there's there's a bit of closure behind the scenes that goes and does a little bit more I/O to fill up the buffer to give you you know a little bit more stuff to work with. Just you know? enough and so, stuff. So so right. it gets it on demand. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it does it in such a way that you just get you get enough data to to make the next step, and and one of the cool right. things is a lot of closure functions, a lot of the closure core is built in such a way that you it it won't work, it won't actually perform any of the any of the work until you try to like pull out of the top end of that 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 data, and then when you do that, then it does all the work that it needs to to get that bit of data, and it does all the work for the next bit of data, you know. Right, so like file I/O in general in Java is somewhat lazy. You have like buffered readers, and so when when you when you do a read from the buffered reader, it it's going to drain the buffer, and when the buffer gets empty, it's going to be like, oh, let me go to the disk and get some more and fill that buffer up again, you know, and then it's right. gonna it's gonna read a big chunk of stuff efficiently into that buffer. So you could think of it as like uh, a big a big uh, bucket brigade <laughs> and you have a bucket next to you. And so you, you pick up that bucket and you pour it out and you set it back down. Well, then the person next to you takes their bucket and pours it in that one. The person next to them takes their bucket and pours it in that one. Right. So it's like you, you kind of create <laughs> the demand <laughs> by using it. <laughs> yeah, you, you create a, you create a vacuum and, and, and suddenly data pours into it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think, Let's, let's, yeah, let's make it lazy. So we had, uh, looking back at our code from last time, which uh, you can find in our show notes. So on feel our free website. to go. 
Yeah, check them out on the website. That works. It's there for your perusing. Uh, looking at our code, what we were doing is we had this lines function. Mm-hmm. And so in there, we were slurping in the whole file and we were splitting it. So I think what we should do instead is we should just convert that lines function to open the file and then use line seek and, and, and return us a line seek uh, that's lazy. And then we can just use that in place. You know, so we'll just use that lines function instead. So in in our in our code where we read in on the lines, like like we had a threading, we had a threading macro, right? Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. used our lines function to read in all the lines and split them, and then we threaded that through another function uh, to parse. Which, yeah, parsed the lines and disposed of the ones that didn't parse. Then we threaded that through another function. So now we have parse lines. And we mapped the, that through another function that parsed all the details for those lines, right? And then we could summarize after that at the end. So yeah. So, 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 so yeah. So what about that? Well, I think I think it all I think it all makes sense. So so line seek gives us a lazy sequence. So it'll only be consumed as we as we pull it. And then the general parse, I believe all it does is map over a function called parse. Well, map is lazy. And then it uses filter to filter out the nils. Well, that's lazy. And then we map to the detail, and that's lazy. So if everything is lazy along the whole way, then we should be able to get all the way to our, our calculation function and, and, and only be using the data that it's basically lazy all the way, right? So if we satisfy right. that everything's lazy all the way, then we should be able to do, use this without without using all the memory <laughs> or too much memory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. So we run the so, code. Yeah. Yeah, Boom. so let's run it. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> we get an IO error. It's like it's like the the first what? person in the in the in the bucket brigade, you know, when he finally picks his bucket up, you know, he suddenly he realizes that the, all the, all it is is the rope, you know, there's no there's no bucket at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and and he and, and he just screams and he shoves the everyone over and so the whole bucket brigade falls down, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a catastrophe. It's, it's it's like yeah, he pulled the bucket and the rest of the brigade went home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess so. What happened? I guess we were using the with open function, well, well macro really, and what does and that then, what does that do? Like let's unpack it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, so we we give it a file name. Well, we give it a reader, which we can make from a file name really easily using Closure IO. Right, right. right. And then it gives us an open file handle, a reader. And um, then we can use it inside the body, which is really convenient. And then when the body exits, it closes that file handle. That, yes, that is the best part because that it actually cleans up the resource because you never know when you're gonna like it's always annoying to try to figure out oh when do i need to close the file when am i done with it but this makes sure it's like a it's like a little helper that you know a nanny that helps make sure that you close all your file handles but in the right, case in right. this case <laughs> the nanny's too eager yes yeah and so since since as we consume lazy. the sequence it 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 waits to do the io um, by the time we return from this function that opened the file and then made the lazy sequence and returned it, by the time we return, 
yeah, it's it, it's all gone. Right? Like the ability to pull more I/O out of the file has been terminated. Yeah, the the file itself is closed. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So at, maybe at best we get you know one or two elements out of this thing before we we promptly run out because <laughs> maybe there was a little bit of buffer left or maybe we get nothing. You know. Yeah, nothing at all, which is a lot less useful than something. If my yes. experience bears that out well i think what we should do then is is rather than having a lines function right because clearly like that's not gonna work right why don't why don't we just bring that code into our our summary function right like the function so just have that one in just kind of in a single thread macro there let's just wrap that whole thing with a with open and the file handle First step is line seek on that. Then second step is our, you know, parse general. Then third step is like parse our details. And then the fourth step is uh, do our filter to get the lines we want. And then uh, map it to the usernames because we wanted to, we wanted to have a, a count by user, what I think was our goal last time. So map uh, it to uh, the usernames. Right. Shove it into frequencies or some other interesting reduce function, reduction function, and uh, and there we go. Sure. Okay. So that so, function takes a file name and it gives you uh, an incident count by user. Yeah. Okay. So that that definitely gives us what we want. It's lazy. It does yeah. not. It does not die on an I/O error. It does not die on using up too memory, too much memory. But it definitely feels like it's chunky. It definitely feels like like we're doing a lot in the same function. You know, yeah. yeah. La, 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 last time, or we've talked talked about it several times in the past, the idea of moving I/O to the edges. And this feels like you know I/O and processing is all commingled again. You know, which we, we which just makes invited me... I/O to come move into the middle of our living room. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not that we don't like I/O, it's just. Well, we don't, um, and so <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so, so I think it's good. Well, the the other the other thing problem I have with this function is now now all of the not the I/O and the summary are in the same function, and so if we want to do a different summary, we now have to write a whole another function with the I/O and the summary in it. Like it's like the oh, the, yeah. the level the level of 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 reusability in this code is very low, even though it's lazy. Yeah. Yeah, because we could like we could try to split out the guts of this, right? Because it's it's a story of like three phases in in my mind, at least. Okay, I don't know what's in your mind, but phase one is like opening the file and splitting out the lines, right? Phase two is going through all the lines, trying to parse them and discarding stuff that doesn't parse, and mm. then phase three is using all that stuff to calculate something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we could take like the calculating parts, the part you want to vary. So, what we could do is we could write a function that is basically it, it takes a sequence of lines. Well, it takes a sequence and it produces a sequence, and basically it's going to be taking a sequence of of strings, right? So unparsed log lines, and it's going to produce a sequence of parsed log lines. Okay. And so if you want to write another calculating function, you could write 
a calculating function that takes a file name and and then inside it does the with open and line seek delegates all the work to this in between function and then you write your specific calculation there at the end right so you're only duplicating the with open and line seek between these functions cool well that gets us so that gets us a little bit closer that definitely gets the 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 meaty middle of the logic out um but then we're still we're still duplicating the with open all over the place we're still we still have to to op- yeah. open the file in each of our functions is, yeah is it'd be really way? nice if we could just get that that idiom the with open and the line seek into its own function right but we can't return the line seek because it will be closed <laughs> well if you can't if you can't return it is there a way that we can basically hand in all the logic we need at once sure yeah so so let's 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 flip it then let's write a function that does the IO and it it takes a file name and it takes a function. Let's make it higher order. And let's let's hand oh, cool. in the work to do with the sequence. Okay, gotcha. So that 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 so that, that the function that you hand in would do would do everything. I mean like it would do the the parsing from individual lines to the format that we want to use, and then it would also do the summarizing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we could make, rather than having like a, a lines, like a parsed lines kind of function, I'm, I mean, we could have a parsed lines function. We could just have like a raw lines function. So let's say it's raw lines, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, let, maybe let's call it process. <laughs> that's yes, a good, do. That's a good generic name. Perform, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And so we'll call it a uh, process and it will take a file name and a function. And so what it will do is it will do with open on the file and it will get that gets the open file handle. It will call line seek on the file handle and then it will just thread that into our function. So so therefore we need to now now we've turned the problem of abstraction into the problem of writing a function that takes a line sequence and produces a result, right? right? Which could be a line sequence. It could be a shorter sequence. It could be the the answer, you know, a reduction, like a map of of tallies. Right, and I think this is where the power of the the you you said this that making the the guts of the fun, the guts of the parsing the the three steps the general filter nil or filter sum detail like that we can make a function because that's moving things from raw lines to something we want to work with. So we yeah. but we can use that in our in our in our function definition in our higher higher order function definition. So it makes it so if you if you make it really easy to compose these strings of of operations of transformations, then you can build up a bunch of different ones and hand each one of those into the process function and get what you want. Yeah, yeah. And and closure gives us a really simple way to to compose functions and that would be our our threading macro, right? Well, closure gives us a few ways, but yeah. one of the simple ways it gives us is a threading macro. So now now we can make a a simple little function literal that is going to take the sequence, right? 
as a parameter, and it's going to thread that sequence through whatever we want to get done, right? So we could right. we could write a function. His sole job is to take raw lines and produce a sequence of parse lines. And so it's going to parse the lines and discard the ones that don't parse. And so so we can we that's our parse general function, right? And then we can make another function. His sole job is to take parse lines and give us like the detailed parsing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if that distinction isn't totally clear in your mind, go back and listen to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> the details and, are back um, there. Yes, the details. <laughs> and uh, and so then and then another function that can take a sequence of of detailed lines and then and then do the calculation right. And so then then it's pretty simple. You can call this process function. You call process file name and then do your little pound parenthesis right for the function literal function literal yeah, yeah 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 and then and then you know your little double arrow so dash <laughs> i can't even greater than greater than <laughs> thread last percent yes and then boom function one function two function three right Summar- summarizing so function yep yeah 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 and i think and oh go ahead oh i was gonna say like like I guess there is a little bit of a design tension. You know, you could push some of that work up into the process function if you knew it was common all the time. But there's something that feels yucky about that. Like, I'd rather compose the steps because I feel like if I shove too much into process, it's it's going to have to come out later. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. over, I'm going to over um, specify <laughs> here, right. here, here when we know so little about the problem we're solving. <laughs> Right, and if if we if we push things into process, then we're basically signing up every time we use the the process function. We we're we're using that that bit of that bit of of code or complexity, and if we find that our function literal gets too long, it's too hard to write. Well, then we can we can make it easier to compose higher levels in that function rather than pushing it into into process. Right. Yeah, and so then it gets even more fun because then what we could do is we could. Um, Basically, we can make functions that are just simply these compositions, you know, with partial, like if the file, if the file name were the last argument instead of the first, you could just partial, you know, to, to make these, right? But basically, right. we can make a higher level function now that just is simply the, takes a file name and gives us our answer. But, but the way we're constructing it now is through composing functions, Right. Yeah. So it, it turns into it doesn't turn into an overly specific function, right? We have all the we have all the ingredients. And so we can just pre-bake a few cakes, right? For convenient it's it's like going it's like going to the bakery and custom ordering the birthday cake, but then you're standing there at the counter and then you realize, oh, that birthday cake will do. I'll just buy that one. <laughs> right. It's it's right there at hand. I think right. I think um, so. One of the things that we will still run into a little bit here, we got to be careful, is this this little function that we pass to our process function. Um, if we have to make sure that the end of that train, so to speak, is eager, uh, otherwise we're going to run into the same I/O error we had before. So if we have something oh, yeah. that transforms it, transforms it, transforms it, transforms it, and then that's it, it's going to blow up because there's nothing at the end of like to start. To, to start the eager, you know, if you have something at oh, the end like true. group by in frequencies or something that is eager, 
then 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 that that'll that'll accomplish the it'll 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 make the IO happen and it'll make the whole the whole the whole Rube Goldberg machine you know process. Um, but but right. if you don't have one at the end and you still want you just want you just want it, the 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 handy catch all eagerization is the do all function. You just throw that one. Yeah, at the end. yeah. I was gonna say like if we just want to go through and filter filter like the for a specific user maybe that's our task at hand right to characterize yeah and then then we want to return that list well surprise (laughs) we get the io error again right because filters lazy like all of these closure core verbs are lazy and so the the list it will it will literally do nothing or almost nothing <laughs> unless you you, you got to give it a good swift kick with do all to to get yes. it to get it going say That's no i really mean it. it do all is like no i mean it <laughs> <laughs> i mean no as as a yes as a as a parent i i definitely have real life use cases for the do all function yeah <laughs> Sty- so stylistically do you like to wrap your whole sequence thing in do all, or do you like to put do all as the last thing in your thread? I feel like it's like it's it's it is the summary. It is the summary. So I like I like if it, especially if it's like you know a couple of it's like threading arrow and it's a couple of bare function names because that's all you know that or like little function snippets. Um, the do all at the end it, it makes sense because you can read it across there and it's like oh I'm done you know and return yeah. me the receipt you know. I mean, execution-wise, it has no difference because the threading macro just transforms into, you know, the, nesting, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, me too. I like to put it at the end. It's like, uh, okay, now go do it. <laughs> I told you what to do, so so get to work. Get to work. <laughs> yeah, it works really well. I think, uh, and it's not so it's not, not not too obtrusive there at the end. Um, but I think I think that that so then I think we have everything that we need, right? We we're lazy. Yeah. We have yeah. Now it won't explode. The I/O sits in one function, right where it's supposed to. We're we're able to control when we want to be eager and not. Um, so I think I think it's a pretty good place to to wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, right now we we have all the answers that we need. Cool. Well, then let's uh, move on to the message queue for this week. This week's message queue is super special. Um, we actually got a code sample. Uh, someone sent us code. A uh, longtime listener, Dave, emailed us his... Uh, um, we had, Last week, we talked about how we could take apart the... Uh, basically, only have the regex once and the regex and the handler. And, he's, and he wrote in a great solution for that, that regex deduplication problem. Um, so what he what he proposed is you basically use a whenlet and for a whenlet for each each um, each regex that you want to handle, and then you have multiple whenlets and you wrap the whole thing in an or. And so the or takes care of trying each one in turn, and then when one matches, it skips the rest of them, which is exactly what we wanted to do. Right. So it's the power of or. I. I tend to think of or as like a Boolean thing. Um, but, you know, I guess some of my history in shell programming and stuff first changed my mind about that. So I, I forget about these or based solutions. But yeah, it's super cool idea. So you have a big or block 
And inside it, you have a series of winlets because then they'll each give you nil. And so then you can run the regex and bind the result in the winlet uh, in one shot and then do do your actual evaluation Right. if one matches. It's pretty concise. So it's it's super clean. It's like a neat way of making our uh, our imaginary condlet, <laughs> if you will, is an aura without, around a bunch of winlets. Right, without, without dipping into macro land. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, cool. Well, hey, yeah, I would so say it's if very there's simple, anyone out there. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say it's ahead. a very simple core, like core-based solution, you know? Yeah, and it was very cool for us to re- to get that. Um, please, anyone else out there, if you ever have a better way of doing or faster or easier to understand, um, please send us an email. We love we love learning m- more ways to use the core library in, in unique ways that are that are that are that are better because um, uh, we're we're still learning. Everyone should be still learning. Yeah, it's it's great it's great to hear your feedback and and learn from everyone else too. We're we're on our own learning path. So if you want to reach us, send us an email at feedback at closuredesign.club. You can also hit us up on Twitter at closure design and we love to have uh, chats and conversations over there on Twitter too. Um, if you're interested in getting our help on your closure project, send us an email and we'll chat about that also. Yeah, you can find our past show notes uh, and show code. Um, and there'll be code in this episode, this episode's notes as well. <laughs> but you can find all of those on the web at closuredesign.club. All right. It's been fun this week. Until next week, ruminate on this. Being lazy is surprisingly productive.